Yeah, good to see everybody Thursday night, and we are live. We're in our, we're actually in our permanent studio right now, but we're not completely set up yet. That's why you got a black wall behind and nothing else. We'll have the uh, LED wall up as quick as we can. We're actually waiting on parts because of the Biden economy as usual. So there's a supply line shortage. So anyway, so we're waiting on parts. So you'll continue to see this improve incrementally as we go. But we are in the new, in the new, studi in the new studio, in our new church building. So praise God for that. And if you want to know what this is really all about, go ahead and side by side it or put it up guys there you go now this is klaus schwab now what i mean by everything what is what is this all about covid19 wuhan institute of virology now the conflict in ukraine the the criminal takeover just so everybody knows of, of ukraine by vladimir putin all of that you know it's not that i don't I don't, it's not that I side with Vladimir Putin as I've already been accused of doing. I've already been called Hitler. I've already been called as, as pro-Russia and pro-Putin. Of course, that's what they always do. They always project on you that which they already are themselves. But this is what it's all about. This is all about the World Economic Forum. This is all about whether it's COVID, whether it's vaccine passports, vaccine mandates, globalist shutdowns, shutdowns of the entire economy. This is all about the World Economic Forum and this man right here, Klaus Schwab. And notice, let's see if I can, there it is, I got it right. Notice what's in my back left-hand corner of the picture, top left-hand corner of the picture. Why is it that he has a bust of Vladimir Lenin in his back, in the, on his own bookshelf? Why is it that Klaus Schwab who doesn't claim, I guess, to be a communist, but yet he has a bust of Vladimir Lenin on his bookshelf. Let's go to the next thing. Remember, this is what it's all about. This is a great summation right here. Play for me. Red alert, Canada. While they're distracting you with Ukraine, there's a wonderful bill making its way through the Senate as we speak. Bill S-233. Guaranteed basic income. This is the universal basic income for every communist nation. They tell you all that they need to raise everybody's taxes so they can provide welfare for every single person. Now, the best part is, if in order to get that welfare, you've got to jump through all the hoops they want. They're going to create a national standard of health framework. Guess what's going to be in the national standard? Mandatory vaccinations. So now they're creating a Chinese-style social credit system under the guise of universal basic income and health measure reporting requirements. This is what it's been about from day one. For all the Christians that closed your churches, for all the businesses that closed your churches, for all the conservatives that complied, for all the Christians that complied, this is what it has been about from day one. And I am still waiting to see any major denominational figure any major Christian figure, any, any, any leader of any major uh, Christian you know, denomination or Christian organization that caved, any, any pastor of any major church that caved, I'm still wondering and I'm still waiting for any of them to say I was wrong. And I've been saying this for well over a year now. Well, it's been almost two years. 
There's only one international figure that I saw that actually stood up to COVID. And I could name a whole bunch of names right now that did not. But the only one that I saw that actually stood up, kept his church open, was Rodney R. Brown, who ended up getting arrested. Now, we also have Arthur Pulaski, but he wasn't, a, he wasn't an international figure until COVID began. Rodney Howard Brown risked all of his ministry, which has exploded, by the way. Now his ministry is bigger than ever. He risked all of his ministry to keep his church open, stood in the face of totalitarianism, because that is what it has been about from day one. And now that everybody sees it, and they see the proliferation of the vaccine passports around the globe, I'm just, I'm just very curious why no major Christian leader has come out and publicly said those vaunted three words, I was wrong. And if I was to add one word in there, I would add my F word in there, I was freaking wrong. That's what should be being said right now is I was wrong. As we look at what is happening right now, you hear what, what he just said? Now that's the same guy, the same like muscle-bound weightlifter who actually predicted all this back in April of 2020. National standard of healthcare is now being, uh, well, attempted to be legislated into practice in Canada right now, where you, now they have socialized medicine in Canada, which is why, they, why about 40,000 Canadians per year stream across the United States border for their healthcare because they have lousy socialized healthcare where you sit there and you wait. I had a man that attended my church many years ago who needed a knee replacement, and he was on a three-year waiting list. In America, that would be less than three months. That would be less than three weeks, at least for now, until, until you know, of course, we've had, you know, Barack Obama, we've had Obamacare, Hillary tried to do socialized medicine. And unless we hold the line, that's exactly where we're going to be too. In Canada, you wait and you wait and wait. Now, they're going to put together with their socialized medicine, a national standard of care, where you can't get care at all unless you're double-vaxxed probably triple vaxxed, probably, probably just like a subway card. Remember those where you used to go into subway and you'd get a subway, a sandwich, and they give you, they check a box on your subway card and then you accumulate as you know, like 10 of them and you get a free sandwich or whatever. It's going to be the same thing with vaccines because who knows where they're going to stop. You think this is over now because people are backing off. No, every single leader that is rescinding their COVID mitigations and their COVID mandates are, are still holding on to their emergency powers. They're, they're, not, they're not relinquishing their emergency powers. So when you see, you know, uh, you know a governor or you see, you know, a, a prime minister, you see, you know, one of the leaders of the provinces in Canada, whatever they call them, I can't remember, premiers or whatever, premiers in Australia, and they relinquish masking or they relinquish, you know, masking mandates, or even right now in Canada, it's going big right now. They're actually dropping vaccine mandates in Ontario as of today. Kate Brown in Oregon is dropping her vaccine mandates, and I'm curious are they going to allow everybody whom they fired to have their jobs back the answer would be absolutely not but all of these leaders are holding on to their emergency powers it actually was a vote today on the senate floor that went strictly along party lines 48 47 48 republicans voted for 47 uh democrats voted against and that was ending the state of emergency in the united states so all 47 all 47 Democrats voted to keep the state of emergency, the COVID state of emergency for a 99.9% survival virus in place. All for, and they're all saying right now, you know, you see them relinquishing their vaccine mandates. You see them relinquishing their, their uh, masking mandates and all, all their other mandates. It's funny though, they always do the same thing. 
Who's masked right now if you're a Democrat? If you're a Democrat outside of the, just the branch Covidian cult of Democrats that like to drive around alone in their cars with their N95s on, who do they mandate masks to right now? They mandate them to small children who have a 0% chance of dying of COVID, a basically 0% chance of ever being infected by COVID, a basically 0% chance of ever transmitting COVID, but those are the ones that they mask eight hours a day in school. And it's always the opposite with Democrats because they hate people and are never trying to actually save anybody. When you look at how they handled COVID in every single state, whether it's Gretchen Whitmer, Andrew Cuomo, Phil Murphy, Gavin Newsom, Tom Wolf, all of them, J.B. Pritzker, all of them actually, and with the exception of J.B. Pritzker, I don't know what he did in Illinois, but all of them actually didn't do anything for the most vulnerable, but do everything for the least vulnerable. They didn't isolate nursing homes. They actually put COVID infected patients into nursing homes and then they mask kids and close down schools. So think, I mean, I want you to think about the dichotomy of this. The, 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 the average age of COVID death in America is 79. The average age of death in America is 77. And what do the Democrats do? The Democrats actually go in and send in COVID infected patients into nursing homes into nursing homes to the most vulnerable and then way over protect the non-vulnerable. That's the logic. I mean, it's the logic of stupidity. It's just a blatant ignorance of the facts or a blatant rejection of facts. But that's what they do every single time. But this is what it's been about from day one. I'm getting back on topic now with the World Economic Forum. It has always been about getting to the vaccine passport with Revelation 13, 16, and 17, which I'm sure some of you are getting tired of me quoting, that he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead, and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is 666. I threw one extra verse in there. So that's Revelation 13, 16 through 18. And hear that last part for all the COVID-caving Christians and all the COVID-caving pastors. Here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast. Know what it is. Be able to recognize it. Go to the parable of the virgins and actually get oil in your lampstand. And be able to see what is happening all around you because this has always been about from day one. There was never a grace period where you should have ever closed down your church. There was never a grace period where you, ever, where you ever should have closed down your business. There was never a grace period for you to be vaxxed, masked, social distanced, or alcohol gelled. There was never a grace period where you go, you know what, we just want to see how bad it was. No, you take up the word of God immediately. Right away, took up our infirmities and carried our diseases. We have no fear of disease, none as a believer. How dare you say that, Tom? How dare you say that? Because I had an ant die of disease. That has nothing to do with Jesus. That has to do with unbelief and not putting it, not installing and instilling the word of God. And all you need to do is read what Jesus said. I give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. Matthew 16, 19. He gives you the keys. There was never a reason to do anything in response to this because this was all the COVID-19 COVID and now Ukraine. Ukraine is COVID 2.0. We'll get deep into that in just a minute. It's got all the same characteristics you have, the, you have the globalist left presenting you with a problem, offering, their, offering you their solution, which is always worse than a problem, than the original problem, and then attacking you and calling you names, calling you Hitler, calling you pro-Russia, calling, calling you pro-Putin, if you don't accept 
their solution, which is worse than the problem. What's the problem? You have, you have Vladimir Putin invading Ukraine. D- Vladimir Putin, a WEF actor, invading the country of another WEF actor. That, that's a fact. Both of them are World Economic Forum people. You have one, so that, but you have Adam Kinzinger, Sean Hannity saying, you know, we need to go in and bomb. Sean Hannity last night on his show actually proffered the idea of executing, of actually going in and uh, killing Vladimir Putin, assassinating Vladimir Putin. He actually advocated for, there's a, there's a 40 mile convoy of Russian troops and armaments, and he actually advocated for bombing that and then claiming that we didn't bomb it so that nobody would know. That's what, that's what Sean Hannity was advocating for because now he is, he's been, a, he, notice the similarities. Every single person that is advocating for U.S. military involvement or NATO military involvement in the Ukraine was all a major knee bender to COVID. Sean Hannity was on, co- was on his show for months, boo-hooing that this is the greatest pandemic that has ever hit, the greatest existential threat to mankind that's ever hit the globe. That was Sean Hannity for months. So when you, do, when you see an R in front of somebody's name, that does not stand for righteous. It, 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 you, a lot of times you just put a W in front of it and then put an O-N-G on it because that's really what it is. But that, as Sean Hannity was advocating, every single person that is advocating for United States military involvement in the Ukraine is a major COVID caver. Every single one of them, it's, they're responding the exact same way. They're presented with a globalist leftist, leftist, leftist narrative and then offered the globalist leftist solution and if you don't take it, you, Republicans are terrified to not take the solution, to not buy into the solution because people will call them names. They'll be called racist. They'll be called misogynist. They'll be called homophobic. They'll be called transphobic. They'll be called pro-Putin, pro-Russia. No, here's the thing. I'm way off topic right now, and I'll get back under the WF in a second. But you had Iraq. I put this on Twitter today. Iraq invaded Iran. So who do I choose? Do I choose the mullahs, the ayatollahs in Iran? They were invaded, right? They they weren't doing anything, and they were invaded by Saddam Hussein. So do I have to pick? Well, Tom, it's not the same. Bull crap. Voldemar Zelensky is a globalist WEF World Economic Forum member who has locked up all political opposition to himself and banned all oppo media. He has closed all the oppo media television stations in his own country. And we're supposed to run to his aid in the name of democracy? That's what Sean Hannity, Sean Hannity keeps calling Ukraine a democracy. And isn't it funny that Sean Hannity suddenly agrees with Nancy Pelosi? Isn't Isn't it funny that many people, Mark Levin now agrees with Nancy Pelosi? See, they don't see it. They don't see that. They, they don't dare see it. They're afraid of what they will lose by seeing it. They're afraid they'll lose their audience because the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. First Timothy chapter six, verse 10. They're afraid of what they'll lose by standing in the truth. And the whole thing is, is that the truth is you've had one dictator invade another dictator, just like you had Saddam Hussein invade the Ayatollah Khomeini. That's exactly what happened. There's no difference here. Now, what you do now in Iraq and in Iran, there's many innocent people who are worthy of compassion. That's who you send all your money to. That's what we will do under my ministry. We will send lots and lots of money to the people of Ukraine. 
to the people of Ukraine. We will not, I will not swear my allegiance behind Volodymyr Zelensky. I will not do it. He's not worthy of it. He's a comedic actor. He's a close friend of Justin Trudeau. They have the exact same mentality. He is a member of the World Economic Forum, just like the man who's invading him. I'm not gonna sit here and call him righteous. I'm not gonna sit here and call him a benevolent leader of a benevolent democracy. He is not. It's just like them telling you, put a mask on. Why put a mask on? Show your allegiance. It certainly doesn't do anything. It certainly doesn't do anything to lockdown, but if you don't, you'll be called pro-COVID. Well, if you don't buy into Zelensky, as a hero. All, I see all these right-wingers on Twitter calling him a hero. I wish, I wish Biden was like this. I wish the Republicans were like this. I wish the Democrats were like what? A member of the World Economic Forum who locks up oppo media, closes down oppo media, and locks up oppo politicians? That, that's what you want everybody to be like? And then it's just curious too. I said this on Tuesday. Why was it in all of the months leading up to this where you had Vladimir Putin gathering all his troops on the Ukraine border and, and Ukraine did nothing. What about all these other years where they could have been building up a military of some sort? Well, why weren't they massing, why wasn't Ukraine massing troops along the border to fight the Russians so the Russians couldn't just easily walk in like they did? Why is it that, Amer why is it that the United States Marine Corps the United States Army, the United States Navy, let me just profit, well, let me finish my thought. Why is it that they have to come in and fight everybody's wars for them? Why is it that Germany has no army, no navy, no submarines, no aircraft? Why, why, does, why does Germany have no military? I mean, why, does it, why does Norway have no military? I mean, I'm just curious. Why is it that America has to flip the bill every single time for all these people? Let me say this. Do you, how, how do you think America would do against Russia right now? We're, we're, we're very concerned about transgender pronouns and maternity flight suits and new hairdos for female soldiers and making sure that we have gender equity, making sure that we have trans, transgender equity, making sure we have racial equity, trying to root out white supremacy in the military that doesn't exist. Took 60 days and shut down the military completely in February. In March of 2021, 60 days shut down the United States military to root out white supremacist terrorists inside of the military while they went and combed through all the personal Facebook pages of, of, of Marines, of Army and Navy personnel, of Coast Guard personnel, and try to root out white supremacy that didn't exist. I'm just curious, where were all the thousands of people that were rooted out at that time? And you think America would do well against the Russian army right now? Have you seen the Americans' recruitment videos? One of, one of the videos I played on here was a woman, a woman soldier talking about how she was raised by two women. That was a recruitment video. And it's basically the same for even the CIA right now. Russia's videos are not that way. I mean, you're gonna have Mark Milley lead the way? Sitcom commander McKenzie lead the way? Lloyd Austin lead the way? Into a, a, a possibly World War III geothermal nuclear war? against Russia, you're gonna have Mark Milley lead the way, the exact same people, Lloyd Austin, McKinsey, the exact same people that killed 13 of our American servicemen and women at the Abbey Gate at Harmeet Karzai Airport in Afghanistan. 
left $82 billion worth of high-tech military, United States military equipment on the ground for the Taliban to take over, making them the 26th largest army in the world overnight, between uh, Italy and Germany overnight. You're gonna leave them in charge? Sean Hannity of a nuclear war with Russia? Really? That's what you wanna do? I see all the, I see all the, the right-wingers out there. You know, we ought to do this, we ought to do that. With, with, with what? With what? With Mark Milley? Mark, Will- Mark Milley wants to understand his white rage, and he's white. That's all he cares about, and you want, you want him to be leading the United States Marine Corps into battle? A dilapidated service right now? Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, Coast Guard, dilapidated service because of a 300% increase in heart attacks because of the vaccine? A 300% increase in Bell's palsy because of the vaccine? A 300% increase in HIV because of the vaccine? A 1,000% increase in neurological disorders because of the vaccine? A 300% increase in skin cancer because of the vaccine. A 300% increase in testicular cancer because of the vaccine. A three, a, a thousand percent increase, a, over a thousand percent increase in chest pain because of the vaccine. That's who you want to lead into battle right now. Not, not to mention the thousands of soldiers have been dismissed because they refuse the vaccine, including many of our special forces and many highly trained that you can't replace in a year pilots. And by the way, what on earth is there, are the Republicans doing right now? Why, why are you not trying to rescind the vaccine mandate in the military? Where, where, where are our leaders right now? Outside of a few outspoken, where are they? I don't even, they're not my leaders, they're my representatives. So I take that back. They're doing absolutely nothing. I'll go back on task here. So we're talking about what it's been about from day one. What it's been about from day one is to get you marked, to get you controlled, to get you submissive, to have your life under the control of somebody else, that, to have you dominated, distanced and controlled. That's what it's been about from day one. No, Tom, you know, when it first came out, no. This virus was man-made. We all know it's true now. Certainly should know now that Moderna is having to admit that their own patented genetic material was in the original alpha variant of COVID. This was a manufactured virus. We all know that. So there you have globalist leftists manufacture the virus. Globalist leftists fund the virus. Globalist leftists then offer their solution to the virus, which is vaccines. But you know what? It's never been about even the vaccine. The vaccine to stop transmission and infection, but it doesn't stop transmission and infection, but they still put a mandate out to stop transmission and infection using a vaccine that doesn't stop transmission or infection because it's never been about stopping transmission or infection or hospitalizations or death. Plenty of t- most people in the hospital right now for COVID are fully vaccinated. Absolute fact. In Australia, Israel, here, Canada, and everywhere else, most people in the hospital for COVID are fully vaccinated. It's all been about dominating you, marking you, distancing, distancing you, and controlling you, all for people's own personal power increase and for their own personal wealth increase. The greatest transfer of wealth in the history of the world. The average average expenditure of COVID-19 for the, for, for the American citizen is $58,000 per citizen, over six to $8 trillion spent on COVID-19. Six to $8 trillion spent on what? Spent on what? How much does it cost the government to lock down a store? 
How much does it cost the government for them to lock down schools? If anything, they're saving money by locking it down. No, it's a great wealth transfer to Mark Zuckerberg, to Walmart, to Home Depot, to Bezos, Jeff Bezos and the Washington Post and Amazon because nobody can go to a store and nobody can go into a store in person just like they couldn't go and vote in person. And that worked out awfully well too with the most, the most popular president in history receiving 81 million votes for the first time in history with an election where nobody could vote in person for all intents and purposes. But it's been about this from day one to get control over you and I'm waiting for the Christian community to repent first because judgment begins with us first. First Peter 4, 4, 17. I'm waiting for the Christian community to come out and say, you know what, I was freaking wrong. Not a word from any of them. They opened up their churches pretending like they never caved and all the pastors never say a word like they were wrong. So what the, now, now there are people who think closing down is an option to anything. If the government comes, comes and says close down, you, their philosophy is, well, we'll close down until we see what happens. Is that the Bible, Christian? Is that the Bible? Absolutely not. Well, you know, you got to use wisdom. That's not the Bible. You using wisdom is not the Bible. For, for since in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom didn't know God. It pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe, 1 Corinthians 1.21. So when you actually stand in faith and say, you know what, I'm gonna bind a virus off of me in Jesus' name, you're considered to be foolish. But in the eyes of God, you're considered wise because their wisdom, where, where they're saying you have to use wisdom, their wisdom is stupidity in the eyes of God. He chooses the foolishness found in the word. All right, let me get back on track. All right, is that Daily Mail, Daily Mail pick? There we go. The end, you didn't think it was true, right? That this was all about getting to a cash society as the Bible says. No one can buy, sell, trade, or travel without their digital ID that will eventually be mounted in one's forehead or, or right hand. The end of ATMs in Australia Thousands of cash machines are removed across the country as banks go digital, just like they were in Canada, where they didn't like your politics, where Christia Freeland, deputy prime minister, didn't like your politics, so she shut your bank account down. How's that going to work for you, Sean Hannity? Because you're buying into the next COVID. COVID has been used as a purveyor to usher in the mark of the beast. It doesn't mean it's over. All we have to do is stand, and everybody who hasn't repented of their COVID caving needs to read 2 Chronicles 7.14. If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, yes, it was welcome, it was wicked for you to lock down. Yes, it was wicked for you to wear a mask. Yes, it was wicked for you to vaccinate. And yes, it was wicked for you to pimp and whore vaccines. And yes, it was wicked to turn your church into a temple for pimping and whoring vaccines. Oh, what Jesus would do with that. If Jesus walked into a church that turned itself into a prostitution, into a brothel for vaccines, what he would do, the exact same thing he did in John chapter 2, verse 15. When he had made a whip of cords, he drove them all out of the temple. This is what it's been about from day one. That's not the next video, Will. It should be COVID-1984, the World Economic Forum's digital ID is what we're looking for. Just skip to the next one and see if you can find that one for me. Go to Wittgenstein. There you go. Play it for me. Hong Kong rolled out vaccine passports on Thursday, requiring people aged 12 and above to have at least one COVID-19 jab and paved the way for mainland China 
to help bring a worsening outbreak under control. Hong Kong has registered over 400 deaths since the pandemic started over two years ago, fewer than other similar major cities. Now, residents are mandated to show their vaccine record to access venues including supermarkets, shopping malls and restaurants, a major inconvenience in a city where malls link train stations to residencies and office buildings. Kelly Knight is an office worker in Hong Kong. I think at this moment it's useless. There is a preliminary positive case in the building where I work. I don't know if it will become a confirmed case. But if you look at the current COVID-19 outbreak, even if you scan the vaccine passes QR code, it does not seem to be helping the current situation. Eric Mariacher, a French national living in the city, accepts the vaccine pass. What uh, bothers me, it's more the zero-COVID uh, policies that I don't... Uh, uh, I think we should live with the COVID and actually that's what's happening in Hong Kong now with uh, many people uh, uh, being uh, confined at home and not in, uh, in, uh, in Penny Bay. So for me, vaccine price is OK. The government also tightened restrictions from Thursday in a city that already has some of the most stringent rules in the world. Residents will have to wear masks for all outdoor exercise and will not be allowed to remove them to eat or drink on public transport. Bars, gyms and other businesses remain closed and shopping malls deserted while many residents work from home. The government said on Tuesday schools would break early for summer and resume the new year in August. With the city's testing, treatment and isolation capacity already stretched to the maximum, University of Hong Kong researchers predicted new infections could peak at 180,000 a day next month. Who uses all the, who uses COVID all the time? The totalitarians who's running Hong Kong, Xi Jinping and the CCP and the PLA are running Hong Kong. So they just keep the COVID narrative going, churning time, just like a piston over and over and over again. And then you have people like Kate Brown in Oregon, the Ontario premier, and numerous others right now dropping all of their vaccine mandates, strange, and all their mask mandates. Isn't that strange? Dropping them now, saying that, you know what, we're no longer in the red zone, we're in the green zone. There's not, there's not that many cases. Cases are through the roof in America. Absolutely through the roof in America. That's how it should be, by the way, as Omicron comes in and makes this an endem- end- endemic, hard for me to say. But in in China, you can just keep using the narrative because there's nobody to challenge you. That's why you have to stand. All right, more on the World Economic Forum. Glenn Beck, play for me. For those who think the Great Reset is not going to control every aspect of your life, let me give you a couple of things. They are now taking the next step to shape global, regional, and industry agendas, end quote, uh, with a new digital ID system. Under the framework, the WEF proposes collecting data from many aspects of people's everyday lives. That's a quote. Through their devices, telecommunication networks, and third-party service providers. The WEF suggests that this data collection dragnet would allow a digital ID. Now listen to this. It's very narrow. It would allow a digital ID to scoop up data on people's online behavior, purchase history, network usage credit history, biometrics, names, national identity numbers, and medical history. Plus, your travel history, social accounts, e-government accounts, bank accounts, energy uses, health stats, education, and I love this one, and more. What's left? 
Once the digital ID has access to this huge, highly personal set of data, the WEF proposes using it to decide whether users are allowed to, quote, own and use devices, quote, open bank accounts, quote, carry out online financial transactions, quote, conduct business transaction, quote, access insurance and treatment, book trips, still quoting, go through border control between countries or regions, still quoting, access third-party services that rely on social media logins, file taxes, vote, collect benefits, end quote. So, you know that little, that passport that they gave you? It was so crazy to think that maybe that COVID passport might grow into something, oh, exactly like this. And all Christians should be able to see this. Well, thank goodness, you know, that's not happening in the United States. Oh, really? That's not happening in the United States. Forbes, 224-22, basically a week ago. While the United States government has not issued a federal digital vaccine pass, a national standard has nevertheless emerged. To date, 21 states... And of course, the District of Columbia and Puerto Rico, both heavy leftists, oh, that's, my, that's my own words, offer accessibility to the smart health card, a verifiable digital proof of vaccination deployed through the Vaccination Credential Initiative, VCI, a global, what's the W, what's it, what is this all linked to? The World Economic Forum, a global coalition. Just like Event 201, a global coalition of public and private stakeholders, including, what's the first one? Uh, Microsoft, Salesforce, Oracle, the Mayo Clinic, and other health and tech heavyweights. And it won't just be, this is my own words, not Forbes, it won't just be for your health. This will be an all-encompassing. Notice it doesn't really, it starts off with smart health card. It will turn into what, everybody? It'll turn into the smart card, and health will be removed. Health will be included in there. Because you can't buy, sell, trade, or travel without your QR code at Mark of the Beast. Or, and, and it will get to the place where you can't even, where you have all the ATM machines being removed out of Australia already. Notice the most heavily COVID caving states and countries implement the World Economic Forum digital ID system the fastest. And very soon, at least four more states will be rolling out uh, to smart health cards. We've seen a notable uptick in states that have officially launched the public portals where individuals can get verifiable vaccination credentials in the form of smart health cards with a QR code, says Dr. Brian Anderson, co-founder of the VCI and chief digital health physician at MITRE. There is already an impressively widespread availability of smart health cards in the u.s more than 200 million americans can now download print or store their vaccination records as a qr code well how convenient and eventually it'll include my bank accounts eventually it'll it'll include how my social status was tommy a good boy today just like it is in china who's also a devoted member of who klaus schwab's world economic forum where they have a very in place, a very entrenched social credit system where every last thing you do, including if you pick up a piece of trash, you get points. If you say the wrong thing at the wrong time or you buy an expensive watch, you lose points. Oh, that would never happen here. 
Oh, really? They're all members of the exact same organization? Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Leonardo DiCaprio, John Kerry, Tom Hanks, World Economic Forum members. Oh, it's all a conspiracy theory. You know, that's why it's interesting right now. What's the World Economic Forum doing right now at this very minute? They are scrubbing their website. You know why? Because of lunatics like my producer Aaron who can pull up their crap just like that and show it on podcasts like this. They don't want people to do it anymore. So they're scrubbing their website. We won't be able to probably within a day or so, we won't be able to put that goof stick lunatic with a stupid grinning face saying, you know what? You'll own nothing and be happy. That'll probably be gone soon. <laughs> of course, Aaron, just my producer, they're all over here now. My producer just said, we got it, we're downloading it. When the QR code is pulled up, only the individual's name, date of birth, and vaccination information will be visible. Of course, right? Yeah, sure. No, everything they, everything they said, right? Everything they said they wouldn't do, they never did, right? I mean, Joe Biden swore he would never mandate masks and then uh, mandated masks. And then Joe Biden said, you know what? I'll never, I'll never mandate vaccinations. And then he uh, mandates vaccinations. They'll, they, they never will do they will never not do the very things they say that they won't do. They are going to do the very things they swear they're not going to do. No other medical information or personal data is shared. Oh, yeah, sure. Trust the government, right? The same government where the NSA has been spying on us for years. And they got caught spying on Tucker Carlson and had to publicly admit it. This code is also digitally signed to ensure that the card was issued from a verified location to prevent forgery. Oh, thank you so very much. Many indoor cultural attractions and performance venues in the United States require proof of vaccination, which we haven't seen all that come down, have we? Even though we know that vaccinations don't stop transmission or infection. So what's the difference between allowing the vaxxed and the unvaxxed in the room? Nothing. But you have to show your allegiance to the orthodoxy and the orthodoxy is globalist, leftist, hierarchy, totalitarianism. That's all that it is. Oh, I got, I got, my, I got my double Moderna. That, all that is is a pledge of allegiance. It certainly doesn't keep you healthy. If anything, it'll kill you. We believe it gives people peace of mind. Oh, thank you so much. When the folks around them are unlikely to be contagious. How, how does that make any sense? Many outdoor cultural attractions. Remember now, when was this written? Two years ago? Absolutely not. This was written 224 of 22. Many indoor cultural attractions and venues in the United States require proof of vaccination. We believe, oh, they believe. Hallelujah, they believe. They have faith, but in the wrong thing. So it's not hallelujah. It's actually praise Satan. We believe it gives people peace of mind when the folks around them are like unlikely to be contagious. There is no difference between how contagious somebody is and whether they're vaccinated or not. If anything, as we found out from Dr. Ryan Cole, board certified Mayo Clinic pathologist, that the vaccinated actually carry a far heavier viral load because the vaccination doesn't address the virus in the nasal pharynx or in the mouth or in the whole nasal region, period. So people with natural immunity, it's all dead in there. People with vaccinated immunity, which there is no such thing, but just using their words and their information against them. People with vaccinated immunity still have all the virus right here. And then what do they do? They have masks on that they pick all day long and spread it to the vaxxed and to the unvaxxed. The vaxxed spread the virus to the vaxxed and the unvaxxed. 
the unvaxxed. Spread the virus to the vaxxed and the unvaxxed. So this sentence is an absolute bold-faced freaking lie by a man named Gus Warren, who is the CEO of Bindle, a health verification app that allows venues to verify vaccination status. He's making money off of a false narrative. The narrative is, is if you're vaccinated, you're, you're, it's highly likely that you're not contagious. Bull-faced lie. Absolute lie. But he makes money off of it, so he proffers the lie. Bindle's growing list of clients spans more than 30 states for the smart health cards. From blue strongholds like California and New York to red leaners like Texas and Florida, hardly leaning. Arkansas, Missouri, and Georgia, those are not leaning red states, those are heavy-duty red states that are all buying into the smart cards. Come on, DeSantis. You've done great. Make sure you stand here, which you probably will. At the Kennedy Center in Washington, D.C., for example, there's a bindle lane that offers fast pass-like efficiency in scanning QR codes from a number of vaccines verification platforms used around the world. The smart health card is such an important development and the vaccine credential initiative has been phenomenal in getting this out there, says Warren, noting that while no, Warren, who proffers bold-faced lies in the name of money, noting that the, what does he proffer? That the vaccine stops transmission, which everybody, even Anthony Fauci has had to come out and said isn't true, but it doesn't stop old Warren because he's got to make money off of his smart card technology. What is the benefit of a smart card? It's so you can go in and swipe your card and get into a restaurant because you're vaccinated. What, what, what does vaccination do for you? Absolutely nothing. What does it do for the people around you? Absolutely nothing. So why would you have to have a card to allow you into a venue that I'm not allowed to get into? If the vaccine does absolutely, see, we've got to get down to the basic bare bones facts. If the vaccine, we all know, I know the vaccine's killing people, putting people in the hospital, causing people to have blood clots for the rest of their life, marrow and pericarditis for the rest of their life. I know all of that. But you're using their arguments against them. If you sit there and you say, you know what, you've got to have your smart health card to go to McDonald's because because it's stopping transmission, that's absolutely verifiably untrue. And why is this being allowed in states with them with republican governors it's verifiably even from the left even from the cdc even from the nih everybody is publicly admitted vaccines do nothing to stop transmission or infection but yet you have to have a qr coded smart pass in the united states in 30 states so far to keep you from spreading infection when the vaccine doesn't stop infection or transmission so what is the advantage of being vaccinated and having a card the only advantage is economic freedom. Boom. That's the reason behind it all from day one. And at an international level, we are continuing to see intense interest in a coordinated international approach, says Anderson. And that has not diminished at all. I think quite the opposite. To wit, every Canadian promise province has now adopted the smart health card verification, as has Aruba. See, now everybody's saying right now, it's going our way. These things are all dropping. That's a mirage. Now, listen, we can make it go our way. We can make it go our way with the right people in office. And if you will just refuse. And it starts with the church in America. You have to refuse. 
It's not about being a good good neighbor, a community partner, which violates 2 Corinthians 6.14 anyway. Do not be yoked together with unbelievers for what do righteousness and wickedness have in common or what fellowship can light have with darkness. Why would you be a community partner when scripture tells you not to be a community partner? As a Christian, aren't you supposed to, if Jesus is the word, what Jesus are you following if you're not following the word? John chapter one, verse one. John chapter one, verse 14. First John chapter five, verse seven. Jesus is the word. So all these countries, to wit, every Canadian province has now deployed smart health card verification, as has Aruba, the Cayman Islands. Good luck on your cruises. Singapore and Japan. And a lot of people will get, the, a lot of people will get vaccinated so that they can get their QR-coded Mark of the Beast smart card just so they can go on a cruise. There's a lot of preachers that have got their QR-coded Mark of the Beast smart card so they can go preach the gospel. What gospel are you preaching? When you can't buy, sell, trade, or travel without your QR-coded Mark of the Beast, what gospel exactly are you preaching? And just think through things. And if you've taken the vaccine, it's not over. It's not the Mark of the Beast. Neither right now is the vaccine passport unless it's in your forehead or your right hand. There's still hope. But it all starts with non-compliance. Well, that's not Christ-like. Bull crap. Was Jesus compliant? Jesus wasn't compliant. He wasn't allowed to preach in the synagogues. He did it anyway. Jesus wasn't allowed to heal on the Sabbath day. He did it anyway. He wasn't compliant. Why are you? And in Africa, the smart health card is rolled out in Kenya, Rwanda, just the first of 32 African countries in the Smart Africa. They're actually naming it that. Smart Africa Alliance. See, none of this is coming down. People are like, oh, Kathy Hochul, she dropped the mass mandate in the schools in New York after 24 months of 15 days to flatten the curve. She's taken masks off of people that will never catch COVID or transmit COVID, die of COVID or be in the hospital with COVID. Now she's removing the masks. Oh, we're winning. Or like Seinfeld, we're all winners. No, this is what's truly happening. This is why you have to stand. Most people are not getting vaccinated because they're afraid of COVID. They're getting vaccinated because they're afraid of losing their job and their ability to buy, sell, trade, or travel. The second argument for adopting a digital vaccine verification system is the one swaying, get this now, swaying red state governors having digital access to personal health records empowers the individual. More than a dozen states have launched their own smart health card-based portals. At least seven others, including Arizona, Mississippi, West Virginia, have turned to a third-party MyIR Mobile to issue smart health cards. So everybody out there, I am Paul revering this. I am ringing the alarm bells. The British are coming, the British are coming. If you see anything that says my IR mobile, run and demand that your conservative politicians strike it down. You must do that or you will see the beast rise from the sea. It doesn't have to happen. We are the restraining out of 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. We are the restraining, but in order to be the restraining, you have to restrain. You must stand. You're like, Tom, why do you always talk about this? Because I want the church to to rise. I love the evangelical community. Where would I be without the evangelical community? I would not be saved without the evangelical community. 
I want them to rise. But you're going to have to start with those vaunted three words. Pastor. And if you're a pastor, you need to do it publicly. If you, if you are running or you are in charge of a large Christian ministry and you caved to COVID, I don't care whether it was a day, a month, a week, or a year. It doesn't matter. You need to publicly come out and say, I was wrong. Otherwise, your people don't know you were wrong. And they don't know they were wrong. And they'll cave again. And it's coming again. Look at this. This is what is really happening. Most right-wing states offering smart health cards do it quietly from Forbes without any fanfare, but big red South Carolina expects to roll out a portal for smart health cards by the end of March. Why have a smart health card? Why? If vaccines don't stop transmission, explain to me why you have to have a vaccine mandate to buy, sell, trade, or travel, go into a restaurant, hotel, movie theater, whatever it is that you're wanting to do. If everybody transmits the virus, which everybody does, then why on earth, what's the difference between somebody who has a pass in their hand and somebody who doesn't? Nothing. But yet it's being quietly rolled out by red state governors. And even, even uh, South Carolina is not even quietly rolling it out. You know, why would they cave? because they don't want to suffer the consequences of ostracization. They don't want to be ostracized. Just be like me. Embrace it. Embrace it. If you're being ostracized right now because you're saying, you know what? I'm not buying lock, stock, and barrel into Ukraine. I'm not buying lock, stock, and barrel into Voldemar Zelensky, calling him the, neck, the coming of Superman. If you're not buying in, into all that, and you're saying this looks awfully suspiciously like COVID 2.0. Everybody's acting the same way. Media is being shut down that says anything that doesn't buy lock, stock, and barrel into the Ukrainian narrative, just like COVID. Your name called if you don't buy lock, stock, and barrel in, just like COVID. They're seizing assets of people, namely Russians, who aren't even involved in it, just like COVID. They're offering their wretched, horrible solutions that are way worse than the original problem, just like COVID, global, thermal, nuclear, freaking war that they all don't think they're going to die of, I guess. Sean Hannity, you moron. What are you thinking? If you're wondering what that was, it was last night's show, 3-2-22. Take a look at it. Go, you don't believe me? Look, look at this advertisement coming out of Canada. Play it for me. Canada is on the cusp of a revolutionary innovation that will transform the way Canadians authenticate themselves online and protect their identity. Digital ID. All of us are living in a digital world, but we're tethered to an analog model of how we identify ourselves. Memorizing countless online passwords, carrying government-issued licenses, plastic cards, and more. Digital ID is a way for Canadians to identify themselves to government, businesses, and each other electronically, with ease and rock-solid security without the need to present physical documents. One interconnected network. A federated digital ID ecosystem developed in collaboration with Canada's best and brightest talent from our banks, telecommunication companies, law enforcement, and government. It would have the power and security to store every Canadian's electronic identity and attributes. And it would unlock countless opportunities for Canadians to verify who they are safely, quickly, and securely while only revealing the information necessary for each transaction. A fast, easy, and secure way to bank, sign up for government services, renew driver's licenses or health cards, shop, travel, and more. 
Canada's banks are perfectly situated to help lead the creation of a federated digital ID system between government and the private sector. The World Economic Forum agrees that banks and financial institutions should lead the path forward for digital ID. Banks are highly regulated and trusted. They have advanced cybersecurity and privacy technology, and they have the infrastructure to operate provincially and nationally. Banks are also at the forefront of working with fintech startups who are bringing revolutionary mobile and online products and services to Canadians. Digital ID can help consumers navigate between these apps and programs with trust and confidence, knowing their ID is protected at all times. A federated digital ID approach can also significantly reduce fraud, save taxpayer money, improve regulatory compliance, and make it easier to do business as an owner and as a consumer. In fact, the Canadian Bankers Association just launched a white paper with our recommendations on how to move forward with a federated digital ID framework. I encourage you to read it to learn more. You can bring it right back to me. There you go. So don't worry. Your identity will be secure, but it's a... Your identity, identity will be secure for them to close down your bank account when, when you vote for Donald Trump. Fed or you vote for Ron DeSantis or you decide to go to a pro, an innocent protest, i.e. the trucker convoy, federated digital ID system, and don't worry, as advertised, and by the, by the way, that's the Canadian government, federated digital identification system, which is a collaboration between the federal government and the banks, but don't worry, your ID will be secure, so they will know exactly who whose bank accounts to shut down. Don't worry. In all of this federated digital ID system, is agreed upon by who? The World Economic Forum. A government official from the, country, the sovereign country of Canada wants to make sure that their federated digital ID system, collaboration between the banks and the government, is WEF World Economic Forum approved. Why would they care? Because they are agents of the World Economic Forum. Let's go, oh, put up that pic for me. There you go. This is from, notice right here, conspiracy, conspiracy, right? Well, this is them. This is them. This is them talking right here. This is their own advertisement. This is what they're proud of. Here it is. Welcome to 2030. I own nothing, have no privacy, and life has never been better. That's that. They put that up. That is not an altered right-wing slide. They are very proud of having a citizen who owns nothing, has zero privacy, you want no privacy? None. No privacy? That's what you want? Oh, you know, we we're just trying to be community partners when we put those masks on. No, when you buy into lies, a mask is a lie. A lockdown is a lie. Voldemar Zelensky being a democratic leader is a lie. Don't buy into the lies. Just because Vladimir Putin is evil, doesn't make Zelensky good. Just because uh, Saddam Hussein was, was bad and he invaded the mullahs of Iran, the, he invades Iran, doesn't make the mullahs good. You don't have to take a side. Just be there for the people who are unnecessarily harmed. All the citizens of Ukraine, be there for them. We will be there. For, they may not want my money because of the things I'm saying. Fine, don't take it. But I'm telling you, we'll be there to help. But I'm not going to embrace Zelensky, nor will I embrace Putin. 
I will not embrace Saddam Hussein, nor will I embrace the mullahs. They're all evil. All four are evil. Ayatollah Khomeini, Saddam Hussein, and the Iraq-Iran conflict, both evil. You don't buy in. It's why you don't get involved with Kosovo versus Bosnia. You have no idea what you're doing. And yet we keep doing it and keep killing innocent civilians, keep, keep killing our own soldiers, and then we leave with nothing. What do we have in Iraq right now? Do we even get, do we even get, an oil, do we even get a cup of oil? We didn't get a cup of oil out of there. Nothing. What did we get out of Afghanistan? Nothing. But what we did leave was thousands upon thousands, 13 extra because of Joe idiot stick Biden, thousands upon thousands of American troops there dead. For what? For what? Because every time we enter into one of these stupid wars, there's so many rules of engagement that nobody can even win. And then Barack Obama and people like Barack Obama and, 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 and Joe Biden and Michelle Obama lock our soldiers in, prisons, in prison for ROE violations for decades of their lives while they sleep like babies at night for the wars that they started. Look at the bottom. Welcome to 2030. I own nothing, have no privacy, and life has never been better. That's a quote from Ida Anken member of the parliament of denmark also devout member parliament of denmark where's her loyalty she owns nothing has no privacy and life has never been better and she's a member of the parliament of denmark you don't think the world economic forum is real it's what COVID has been about from day one it is exactly what the ukraine's about too here's former prime minister of england tony blair play it for me you can create a digital id today that is much more easily protected so you can deal with a lot of the privacy and surveillance issues that worry people but it's a it's a natural evolution of the way that we're going to use technology in any event to transact daily life and this covid crisis gives an additional reason for doing that because look i, I could be wrong about this but when i look at for example how you restart some businesses how you restart international travel i think people's disease status for example, have they been tested? What is the result of that test? Um, have they had the disease? Do they have the disease? I think unless you're able to record some of this data in a way that people can use, it's going to be difficult to, to go back to anything like a, a, a near normal in things like, like, like transport. So if you're going to start international travel again, how do you do that unless people can be easily tested and have some record of that test? It has, it, he, Tony Blair deems it no threat to himself. He thinks that it will enhance his personal power because he will be part of the elites that are marking you, distancing you, controlling you, and dominating you, and profiting from your movements. There'll be all sorts of monetary attachments to your digital ID, your complete social, social digital ID program, all sorts of monetary attachments that will go to people like Tony Blair, who is partners with every evil financial institution on the planet that's not true that's an exaggeration but he is partners with several uh, very evil institutions that will greatly benefit from you being marked distance dominated and controlled liz churchill tweet what i said earlier if the world economic forum was such a wonderful forum why are they mass deleting their website content just like the nih 
Just like suddenly the NIH, Francis Collins, Anthony Fauci, the NIH, the National Institutes of Health, of which NIAID, which is, which is under the NIH, is what Anthony Fauci is in charge of. Why is it that they scrubbed gain-of-function research off their website? Been there for years. And suddenly Anthony Fauci goes and swears under oath under penalty of perjury, of which he perjured himself many, many, many times, saying that there was no gain-of-function research. And then lo and behold, it disappears off their website. Why is it that NIH uh, documents that are foia'd come out redacted? NIH, they're supposed to be just a bunch of nerd scientists. This isn't the CIA. This isn't the NSA. This isn't the DOD. But yet, when they get there, when they under freedom of, under the Freedom of Information Act, when they get their documents requested, they come out redacted. Why? Everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light lest their deeds be exposed why would anybody place a metal rod into their arm full of a gene therapy experimental mrna vaccination from a company who is trying to hide how they develop the vaccination that you're putting in your arm they're trying to hide it for 75 years and lost two lawsuits pfizer did Two lawsuits trying to hide that data for 75 freaking years. And people, you throw that vaccine into your bloodstream? What are you thinking? Why would you ever take a vaccination where the people who developed it are trying to hide how they developed it? Why would you ever do that? Why, why Christians, why would you turn your church into a synagogue of Satan as a, and turn yourself into a vaccine pimp or whore for a company that is trying to hide the very vaccine, how they developed the very vaccine that you are pimping and whoring. Do you not know your Bible? My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge or part two, because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee. Hosea 4, 6, you either don't know or you've rejected it because you're, the, you're afraid of the consequences of standing in the truth. You know what happened when I stood in the truth? I had a church of 150, 30 or 40 of those people left. So I had a church of 110, 120, and now we had church this Sunday of 1,100 people in less than two years. That's what happens when you stand in the name of Jesus Christ, in the word that is Jesus, you stand in it. There's no equivocation. There's no thought process. Word of God says do, you do. The word of God says don't, you don't. The word of God says believe this, you believe it. Because the word of God is Jesus. And the beginning was the word. And the word, of God, and the word was with God and the word was God. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. There are three that bear witness in heaven. The Father, the word, and the Holy Spirit. And these three are one. John chapter one, verse one. John chapter one, verse 14. First John chapter five, verse seven. You stand in the word and that's what happens. All right, let's look at Ukraine for our closing 30 minutes here. Jordan Schachtel tweet. It can be both true. Here it is. This is the stance you need to take. It can be both true that Russia is ruthlessly taking advantage of strategic opening. Let's parallel with COVID. It can be true that you can say COVID bad. There you go. And, the Russian has, and that Russia has legitimate interest in reestablishing, reestablishing a true buffer zone to the West, just like we wanted a buffer zone. So Russia couldn't put intercontinental ballistic missiles in Cuba. We wanted a buffer zone too. They want a buffer zone. 
They've been asking for a buffer zone. They've been saying, please do not allow Ukraine into NATO. Doesn't make Putin a good guy. I'm just telling you the truth. Don't let them into NATO. And they keep threatening to put them in NATO and, and park intercontinental, intercontinental ballistic missiles on the border of Ukraine, Ukraine and Russia. Doesn't make Putin non-evil. It doesn't make Zelensky righteous. You don't have to enter into these wars. You just support the people who need health care. The innocent civilians, that's what you do. It can be both true that Ukraine is the victim and that Ukraine is the most corrupt state in Europe. They are. They have been nothing but a money laundering organization, a money laundering platform for Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, the Democratic Party, and many other globalist leftists. The reason why they are thoroughly unprepared is because they are a thoroughly corrupt country. Facts. Let's go to the next one, Wittgenstein video. Here's, here's look, look, at, look, at, look at Joe Biden. This was on the campaign trail. He's questioned about Ukraine. Look what he says. Play it for me. What is your role as vice president in, uh, in charge of policy in Ukraine and your son's job in Ukraine? How is that not a conflict of interest? It's not a conflict of interest. There's been no indication of any conflict of interest from Ukraine or anywhere else. Period. I'm not going to. I'm not going to respond to that. Let's focus on the problem. Focus on this man, what he's doing that no president has ever done. No president. Focus on this man. Focus on this man is doing things that nobody's ever done. What? What exactly has he done? You always hear Donald Trump was homophobic, transphobic, xenophobic. You know, wasn't for gender equity, was a racist, misogynist, whatever you want to call it. What, what legislation is there? I, I would like to know what legislation that he passed that went against the black community. I'm, I'm just curious. Or the trans community or the homosexual community. Show me the legislation. Absolutely nothing. So Joe Biden says, remember now, for eight years, Joe Biden was in charge of Ukraine. Eight years. And what did they do? Absolutely not. Right up. This is not overly. This is not that far long. It's not that, that long ago. Joe Biden was completely in charge of Ukraine up until the end, the end of 2016, all the way to the beginning of 2017, till January 20th of 2017, Joe Biden was in charge of Ukraine. And while he was in charge of Ukraine, his son was making $80,000 a month as a member of the board of Burisma, a, national ga- a, a natural gas and oil company of which Hunter Biden has no expertise whatsoever. Just like he received $1.5 billion from a CCP controlled bank, for consultancy fees, giving consultation for things he has no expertise in. But focus on Trump. Focus on Trump. And then Joe Biden comes in and has the prosecutor fired who is looking into Burisma, his son's company, for corruption. And Burisma is very corrupt. And the prosecutor was righteous. And Joe Biden, has. this is what Ukraine has been for years. And Ukraine chooses to be this way. And then we're supposed to sacrifice our infantry for that? Sacrifice our pilots? Sacrifice our Marines? Sacrifice our our Air Force? I don't think so. What we'll do is there's many innocent people that are victims of this corruption, but you don't go in and support the corruptocrats. Like everybody, like Sean Hannity wants to. Funny how Sean Hannity and Mark Levin now agree with Adam Kinzinger. Good, funny how that, now they agree with Liz Cheney. Now they agree with all of the branch COVIDians and all the COVID totalitarians are lining up with Mitch McConnell, who's been a COVID totalitarian anyway. There's many that were anti-mask 
and anti-vax that are buying in to the Ukraine COVID 2.0 narrative. It's the exact same narrative. It's the same gift, which is a stinking, smelly pile of feces wrapped up in different gift wrapping paper. It's all that it is. ASB News, you want a true assessment of Ukraine? Here it is. Play it for me. The um, Premier Palace Hotel. I'm walking down to Krishatik and uh, I'm going to the supermarket to get some food. They've announced that it's okay to go to supermarkets and pharmacies. Um, the problem that we're having is that uh, because of the weapons that the Zelensky regime uh, handed out willy-nilly in the last few days, a lot of criminals have these uh, military-grade weapons, quite frankly. And so uh, there's been robberies, there's been looting, there's been rapes, there's been all kinds of havoc because of these criminals. And uh, it's known for a fact that these uh, that the, a lot of the shooting that went on last night in Kiev had nothing to do with the Russians. The Russians were 10 kilometers or more away from from these shootings. So it was clearly probably gang related, gang settling scores and uh, shooting one another. Um, that's something that the Western media is not talking about of how the Zelensky regime by handing out weapons has uh, basically given weapons to all the criminal elements in the city. And uh, the criminal elements in the city are, uh, first of all, figuring out uh, their dominance hierarchy and this anarchy that the government has created. And soon enough, once that's settled, they'll start um, targeting the civilians. That's what the uh, Zelensky regime has done, okay? So, so let's not pretend otherwise. These, these people have created, they are creating chaos in Ukraine in the name of, uh, you know, the people fighting against the Russians. It's absurd. It's irresponsible. And it will only hurt the Ukrainian people. And uh, I've, I've come to the conclusion that the Zelensky regime is evil. And, and uh, I live in Ukraine. I uh, have Ukrainian family members. I think that the Ukrainian people are a brave, gentle, and wonderful people. But um, at this time, I think that uh, the Zelensky regime has gone insane and uh, should be... the people of Ukraine are no different than us. They have a great country. They are a great people. And we need to be there for the people of Ukraine, not the corruptocrats that are handing out military-grade weapons to gang members who are raping and pillaging and setting up gang hierarchies in all of the cities right now because gangs don't care about democracy. Why you're handing them AK-47s? Why Volodymyr Zelensky is doing that? He, he can explain that on the globalist stage if he likes. But what it is, he's a horrible leader and he's a dictator who didn't properly arm his military because he's too busy servicing himself, as they always do. But they're no different than we are. The Ukrainians are no different than we are. We have a great country. We have lots of great people, and we have got a wretch in charge of the country, just like they do. I don't, I don't know who's worse. I honestly think probably Biden's worse than Zelensky, but who knows? Daniel Horowitz tweet. 
And it's still not over. CMS mandate, military mandate, masks on planes, denial of treatment, remdesivir genocide, which is absolutely true, denial of vax injuries and treatment, denial of kidney transplants for those who don't get the shots. It's not over. They're taking a tunnel, not an off-ramp. Absolutely true. Leave this up. Read the bottom. Ukraine is serving as a great distraction. Jordan Schachtel with Daniel Horowitz. Follow both of these guys on Twitter and social media. Jordan Schachtel stating it, Daniel Horowitz responding to it. It's not, it's just a distraction. It is not an off-ramp to COVID. None of them, none of these leaders are relinquishing their emergency powers. They're using the Ukraine situation to hide their genocidal, homicidal ways that they denied ivermectin and caused people to die. Many thousands. They denied hydroxychloroquine to people and caused many thousands to die. They created a virus that caused many millions to die. They created a vaccine that caused many people to be harmed and will die. They know that it's coming out. Why? That's why Pfizer with the FDA suing on behalf of Pfizer twice in federal freaking court. The FDA who your your tax dollars. Think about think about all your tax dollars. Your tax dollars go to the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration. They waste your tax dollars suing on behalf of Pfizer so that Pfizer doesn't have to relinquish their records on the development of their vaccine for 75 years using your tax dollars and then push using your tax dollars the vaccine that they're hiding. Boy, what what a Ponzi scheme. And always remember that the CDC and FDA, these are, not, these are not government entities. They are really private entities made up by a bunch of scientists looking for patents at you, on your dime. They use your money to develop personal patents, use those per, personal patents to personally profit, but in order to get those patents, they use federal money for the actual, uh, you know, the, for the actual research. That they got the, that they managed to get a patent for. All right, let's go to the next one. What is the next one? I don't even have them out of order. There we go. All right, what is it? All right, here we go. This is good. Kane is Kane Marco. Yeah. All right, woman. This is great. Now this says subtitles. I hate subtitles, but it has subtitles. So you got to follow on the bottom. But it's easy to follow. It's in French, but make sure that you read it. But if you're gonna jump lock, stock, and barrel into the democracy of Ukraine, make sure that you're hearing from people who actually live there. Play for me. Vous avez vécu 25 ans là-bas et je crois comprendre que vous êtes en contact avec votre famille qui vivait à Kiev et qui a fui. C'est bien ça Pas tout à fait, non. Et là, ah. il n'a pas fui du tout. Alors, racontez-nous, alors, quelle est votre situation Je précise un petit peu aussi, j'y reviens depuis 4 jours, en fait, de l'Ukraine. Euh, bon, personne n'y croyait, ça c'est clair, dans ces événements-là. Alors, pour narrer un petit peu, parce qu'on dit un petit peu beaucoup de choses, exode, ceci, cela, pour narrer un petit peu le problème qui nous concerne, c'est que le conflit dure depuis 2014, ça on le sait, il s'agit quand même de la population ukrainienne qui est martyrisée au quotidien, 2 millions de personnes, voilà, que les problèmes de chauffage, c'est l'hiver, sont difficiles, le salaire moyen, voilà, vous m'entendez Oui, très bien. 
Voilà. Euh, pour se chauffer actuellement dans ces mois d'hiver, euh, c'est plus de moitié que les ménages doivent consacrer à ça. Euh, donc la vie est très très compliquée. Donc euh, je ne vois pas qu'est-ce qu'on défend. Euh, le président euh, et le gouvernement fantoche là actuellement, que je trouve fantoche, et pas du tout celui que Poutine soi-disant va mettre. Vous parlez là de... Moi je suis de... emporté contre tout ce qu'on entend là actuellement, les pauvres Ukrainiens, mais les pauvres Ukrainiens, ils y sont, euh, avec ces gouvernements successifs, avec cette ouais. misère, avec cette économie délabrée. Ouais. Mmh. Elle parle de Zelensky. Oui. Mais vous parlez de Zelensky, vous parlez de qui Vous parlez de... De Zelensky, oui. oui, oui. Donc vous, vous, ukrainienne, vous considérez que Zelensky, le, 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 le chef d'État euh, dûment euh, élu d'Ukraine, de, de, est, est à la tête d'un gouvernement fantoche d'une euh, chose, et puis la deuxième chose, c'est une personne pas du tout démocratique. Il y a quand même quatre chaînes euh, oppositionnistes qui étaient fermées. Euh, il y a des journalistes qui sont tués, euh, on décrit ça pour la Russie, mais ça se passe aussi en Ukraine. Il y a quand même quatre journalistes qui sont tués euh, euh, depuis quelques années. Euh, il, y a, il y a un tas de choses qui se passent euh, qu'on ne sait pas et qu'on ne dit pas. So you have Sean Hannity calling Zelensky a hero. You have many on the right calling him a hero. Everybody on the left calling him a hero. But the woman who actually lives there calls him a puppet and calls him corrupt and talks about journalists disappearing, him locking down opposition media. And she left out one thing, and that is that he's locked up all of his opposition uh, politicians. Everybody who opposes him politically is now in prison. And all of uh, everybody's running to save the democracy of Ukraine, it's not a democracy. And she even said this began in 2014. Oh, who was in charge in 2014? Barack Hussein Obama, she said the economy's in terrible condition. One half of everybody's money goes to heating. The economy is really bad, she says. You know why it started in 2014? It's because Barack Hussein Obama made sure that he installed a very anti-Russian prime minister or president, whatever their title is in Ukraine, into the Ukraine and caused problems with Putin. That's how it all started. From Barack Hussein Obama, she says herself. Now, while that was going on, uh, Joe Biden made sure that he had Hunter on the board of Burisma making 80 grand a month, of which 10% goes to the big guy. Daniel Horowitz tweet. White House is asking, however, for $10 billion for a country, $30 trillion in debt. So where do we get 10 billion from? Uh, you print it, which then does what? Causes even more hyperinflation. So now that you're spending three to four to five to in California, $7 for a gallon of gas, Now you know we'll have even more hyperinflation that doesn't affect people like Joe Biden who are multi, multi, multi-millionaires, Nancy Pelosi, multi, multi, multi-millionaire, Lindsey Graham, same, Mitch McConnell, same. Doesn't affect them at all. Hyperinflation means nothing to them, but it probably means something for you, especially if transportation is a big part of your monthly expenditures. But the White House is, is asking for $10 billion a country, $30 trillion in debt, with $100 trillion worth of unfunded liabilities for Ukraine and $22 billion for Pfizer. Isn't it strange how the narratives intertwine with one another? You have their problem started in 2014, and now here's Joe Biden's solution, which is military intervention. He, I know he's saying that we're not, but many in his party are saying otherwise. And many, really, 
Democrats in disguise that call themselves Republicans like Sean Hannity are saying the exact same thing involving the United States military in this. So you have their problem and here's their solution. 10 billion for Ukraine, 22 billion for Pfizer and Moderna, all rolled into one emergency supplemental package. What is the emergency exactly? And for, for America, what is it that we have to spend 32.5 billion dollars on? What is this exactly? Okay, we can we can cover the Pfizer Moderna part. They're they're still pumping vaccines into people's arms, experimental gene therapy, mRNA vaccinations into people's arms, of which they tried to hide the data about the development for 75 years, into people's arms, for a virus that no longer exists. If you go get the Moderna shot, the AstraZeneca, the Johnson Johnson or the Pfizer, you're getting vaccinated against the virus that no longer exists. Now, I did nothing for that virus either, either, but I'm just using their data against them. The moment that Delta hit, all vaccines became completely and totally useless and they know it not that they weren't already useless anyway but just using their own information against them so they're telling you to go get a vaccination for a virus that no longer exists omicron is here now out the alpha variant hasn't even existed for two years almost been 18 months since it's been around just whenever delta hit it's gone and they're telling you to go get a vaccination for what purpose it doesn't even exist anymore watch republicans support it the average american just doesn't matter he's exactly right and they'll support it because they don't want to be called pro-russian they don't want to be called pro-putin you have to stand and say i'm not pro anybody i'm not pro wef actor Volodymyr Zelensky. i'm not pro wef actor vladimir putin I am pro the innocent people of Ukraine. I am pro the innocent people of Russia. And that's it. And many innocent people in Russia are being victimized right now by the globalist world economic forum, bourgeois elitist community with having their assets seized and their bank accounts shut down. Rebel News tweet. While the war in Ukraine rages on, the United States Army, don't worry, we got the war raging on in, in, in Ukraine, but don't worry, the United States Army, you got old Marky Milley and Lloyd Austin and sitcom Commander McKenzie and a guy I can't remember from the Navy anymore, that idiot. Don't worry, they're in charge. The United States Army is pushing through a mandatory training program for enlisted soldiers on gender pronouns. Don't worry, I, I know that you have people like Sean Hannity advocating for global thermal nuclear war by wanting a no-fly zone over the Ukraine and have American jets shoot down Russian jets. Fantastic idea, Sean, which, by the way, is the same idea of Adam Kinzinger is on the 1-6 committee, so you got to look at who's your bedfellow now, Sean Hannity. But you don't worry because even though that's going on right now and you have people on the left and right wanting military interventions you want to have the united states go against russia when our military is currently doing this having mandatory training programs for enlisted soldiers on gender pronouns coaching officers on how to offer service members gender reassignment surgeries well i mean i feel very secure i mean i i think i wonder how much I, i'm just curious i'm just curious i wonder how much money 
Vladimir Putin is putting into having a propagandist program inside of the Russian army about gender pronouns and gender reassignment surgeries. But don't worry, Marky Milley is doing it because you know what? He wants to understand white rage and he's white. U.S. Army pushing mandatory gender pronoun training. Not optional, mandatory. Just like the vaccine. Strange how it all rolls up together, isn't it? Every globalist initiative, whether it's climate change, Ukraine, or COVID-19, is all wrapped up into one, and they are all united together. And if you dare say anything against them, you're banned off of Facebook, and you're pro-COVID, You're pro-people dying. You're killing grandma. You're pro-Putin. You're pro-the ice caps melting. You're killing polar bears. You see, I'm going to show you something. This is the attitude of the left. They want the Constitution gone. Play it for me, Will. Now, in your book, Allow Me to Retort, you reframe politics and the Constitution by kind of breaking down how it all impacts voting rights, like you mentioned, uh, LGBTQ rights, abortion rights, the list, as you know, goes on and on. So are you arguing that the Constitution needs to be scrapped altogether? <laughs> sure, but I don't think that's going to happen. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, if we could throw that out. This guy's tripe for forever. There it was. Here it is, leftist on leftist news, a leftist on leftist news, boldly proclaiming he wants the Constitution out. He's breaking 9-11 video. First Lady Jill Biden, listen to her opinion. Play it for me. We still have a long way to go. Our world faces incredible challenges, but things are so much better. You were right to put your faith in Joe Biden a year ago. If you couldn't hear that, we apologize. I know the video that it was that low on volume, but I've got her quote anyway. Things are so much better. You are right to put your faith in Joe Biden. And name one thing that's better. There's not one thing. The border's a mess. Afghanistan's a mess. You have, a, you have, a, you have Russia invading Ukraine, hyperinflation, supply line shortages. What exactly is better? They talk about people getting raises. Well, if you get a 4% raise, but hyperinflation is 7.5% raise, you're down 3.5% in income. Cliff Sims video, normally the incoherence talking about Kamala Harris is just amusing, but there are real stakes now. Play it for me. Where it hurts is to go after his oil and gas sector. And some senators agree, Republican and Democrat. Uh, Senator Joe Manchin, for example, mentioned that the U.S. is still currently buying approximately 600,000 barrels of, of crude and uh, other petroleum products every single day. Is that on the table? Is that something that the administration would continue, would consider in terms of further sanctions, cutting off the oil and gas uh, part of the economy for Russia? Well, as you know, that on this issue, for example, we applaud Germany in terms of what it has done as it relates to Nord Stream 2, as it relates to what we need to do domestically as well as, as what we need to do in terms of this issue generally. We have, as the president said, uh, reevaluated what we're doing in terms of the strategic oil reserve here in the United States to make sure that it will not have an impact or we can mitigate the impact on the American consumer. Uh, but let's, let's take this one step at a time understanding that right now on the issue of energy our allies have stood firm and unified in a way that many of the pundits didn't predict would happen um, to ensure that we are we are unified in our approach to this issue she's very proud of the unification of the unified we got that so 
She's also very proud of Germany because Germany cut the Nord Stream pipeline. They're not getting any gas and oil from Russia right now through Nord Stream, doing the very thing that the Biden administration won't do, which is to cut off 600,000 barrels per day of Russian oil coming into the United States. So right now, just so just like your tax dollars funded the FDA Pfizer lawsuits, your tax dollars were there fighting to kill you. Now also your tax dollars are also going to Vladimir Putin's war, along with not just your tax dollars, but your own personal finances of all the Russian oil transferred into gasoline that you are buying, as well as this oil you use in general coming from Russia, which we could easily produce where? Where? The Keystone XL pipeline and all the federal lands that Joe Biden shut down from oil producers actually being able to go in and do exploration on and actually produce oil from. That could all be replaced. It was, we were already a net exporter. We, we were only receiving before 3% of our oil from Russia. Now it's 28%. But she's very proud that Germany did what she herself is unwilling to do. Typical leftist. Very, very much wants everybody else to do that which they are unwilling to do. Typical leftist will project on you that which they are. When they call you a racist, that means they are. When they call you a murderer, that means they are. When they call you a misogynist like Bill Clinton, that means they are. Remember that. Avi Yemeni video. Meanwhile, in New Zealand, while everyone's distracted with Ukraine, COVID tyranny continues. Jacinda Ardern, heavy duty into, of course, the World Economic Forum, heavy duty into the attributes, the angelic nature of Voldemar Zelensky wants to be there fighting for democracy in that country. But in her own country, it's a totalitarian police state. Play it for me. Here's an Aaron Ginn video. This is not Ukraine, this is New Zealand. Play it for me. Hey, this is Jeff Grestes, dummy. The fucking Nazis are burning us down. Then they're putting the firehouse. It's a scorch earth policy. These fucking Nazis. These are thugs. These are rent-a-cops. They're fucking Nazis. The whole... <laughs> There you go. And she wants to go and fight in Ukraine for their democracy while her own country shifts into willfully and on purpose by her own legislation, a totalitarian COVID police state. Why is she that way? Play the next one for me, Will. I think there's this debate going on right now, raging over whether you can be both patriotic and a global citizen. You know, I always, of course, view these issues through the lens of a New Zealander. And we are immensely proud of who and what we are as a nation, but some of that pride derives from what we've done on the international stage, the first country in the world to give women the vote. Uh, our stance on being nuclear-free, our role in history creating a cradle-to-grave welfare system. So yes, I believe that you can be both proud of who you are and where you're from, but some of that pride can be come from what you do as an international citizen.
There it is. You saw it at the end there. World Economic Forum. That was a World Economic Forum produced video. So let me enter, let me let me uh, let me let me do my best, Jacinda Ardern, for you. Are you, are you ready? So yes, there, I'm going to do that for the last night. So yes, that's how she talks. What do you call it, Aaron, with the voice inflection at the end? Up talking. They all do it, just like a really good uh, arc pastor. I need to work on it so I can imitate arc pastors better. Now here's Jacinda's reception amongst her own citizens. Play it for me. Just they got to make sure that they protect, you know, the the precious globalist princess. You got all the cops protecting for the precious globalist princess, all the while attacking their own citizenry. That's fantastic, isn't it? Here's an interesting picture for you: the forum of young global leaders, and where is this from? The World Economic Forum. Tulsi Gabbard's on there. Dan Crenshaw's on there. Mark Zuckerberg's on there. Rothschild's on there. Megan Rapinoe's on there, and you also got a little Soros on the top left-hand corner. Let's go to the next thing. What do we got? The Vigilant Fox video in Italy. Drag Eye, their prime minister, has used the police to beat, kick, tackle, and flood and flood with water and remove those participating in society who refuse to obey his COVID orders. But he's a great supporter of Voldemar Zelensky. He wants to go and fight for democracy there while his country looks like this. Play it for me. And while the, uh, the Italian prime minister, while this is his country, he's like, Ukraine, Ukraine, Zelensky, Zelensky, I'm a warrior for democracy. And look at his own country. Can't buy, sell, trade, or travel anywhere in idia, in, 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 idia, <laughs> idiocy, in Italy, without your QR coded Mark of the Beast. Can't get on a bus without your papers. One of the access powers, once again, asking for papers. Show me your papers. Ursula von der Leyen, COVID passport. Show me your papers. I got to have Aaron on teach me how to up talk because next week I got to learn how to up talk because I'm going to do that next week. This is these same people, just like Jacinda Ardern, just like Joe Biden. This was happening in Canada. Justin Trudeau all want to rush to Ukraine now, just like they all want to rush into saving everybody's lives from COVID. Same smelly, feces-ridden, present wrapped in different gift wrapping paper. First one was COVID, and now you got COVID 2.0, which is the Ukraine, which has nothing to do with the innocence in Ukraine, the innocent, the innocent citizenry of Ukraine, and the, and the innocent citizenry of Russia. It has to do with the corruptocrats that all the corruptocrats want to go and fight for. Same thing every single time. The leftist globalist elite, that you just left it, leave this run, this perfect backdrop. The leftist globalist elite create the problem 
and then offer solutions to the problem that are far worse than the problem. They created Ukraine and Russia tensions, and now their solution is to have a no-fly zone over Russia with the United States jets shooting down Russian jets, possibly causing a global thermal nuclear war. The same people that are purveyors of freedom who want to go fight for democracy, their countries all look like this. All of them. All right, Zelensky, what is that, a video, Will, the next one? That's under the name of Zelensky. This is interesting. Justin Trudeau, remember, he's best buds with who? Voldemar Zelensky. Justin Trudeau. Who, everybody, Sean Hannity hated Justin Trudeau not, not two minutes ago. You know, Mark Levin hated Justin Trudeau too much, but now they love his best friend. You know, all the, all the right-wingers that even that I love couldn't stand Justin Trudeau, stood against him, truckers, truckers, convoy, convoy. But his best friend is Zelensky. His best friend, and now you're all for Zelensky? Both of them butt buddies for the WEF? I mean, what are you thinking? What goes on in your head? So this is an interesting video here. Since Justin Trudeau is a good buddy with Zelensky, protesting has suddenly now been allowed again in Canada. Was outlawed. Emergency powers, everything else, but it was outlawed anyway even before that. But now it's allowed again. And I want you to notice who's in the picture. Play it for me. This is actually the video I wanted you to see. Play the next one for me, Will. Yeah. So when I tell you, Aaron, which... Notice who's in the picture. Side by, can you side by side? Great job. Thank you, guys. Notice who's in the picture there with her goofy... I don't know what that is. Is that like a pot-smoking leotard of some sort? I don't know what that is that she's wearing. But that's Christia Freeland. She's now in the protest. Now, remember what she said just a week, couple weeks ago? And, and by the way, behind the scenes, trying to make the Emergency Powers Act permanent so that your bank accounts can be freezing, frozen at any whim of hers that she has. So now, though, suddenly she wants to be part of a protest. She's outlawing protests, was totally against them, wanted to lock up truckers. The current, the organizer of the, of the Freedom Convoy is still in prison right now, of which she is responsible along with Justin, this is Justin Trudeau's assistant prime minister. She's completely against all these things. But then when it's her, well, what's good for her, what's politically expedient for her, now suddenly protests are allowed back once again. Now I want you to remember this. Did I give you the True North, True North video, Will, or did I not? Did I give you that? See if you can find True North video on Christia Freeland. It's like... Um, from a while back it's my fault that i didn't have it but here's the thing let's just we'll go to the next one and when you do if you find christia freeland let me know wittgenstein video the young global leaders in government of canada play it for me um that when you brought the young global leaders program here for executive education and the schwab fellows but there are two countries in the world now in which the young global leaders have emerged tell us just a bit about that in, in terms of the governance yes um actually this um, notion to integrate young leaders uh, 
<coughs> is part of the World Economic Forum since many years. And I have to say, um, when I mention our names, like Mrs. Merkel, um, even uh, Vladimir Putin and so on, they all have been young global leaders of the World Economic Forum. Mm -hmm. But um, what we are very proud of now is the young generation, like uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, um, President of, Brazil, of uh, Argentina and so on, that we penetrate the cabinets. So yesterday I was at a, at a reception for Prime Minister Trudeau and I know that half of this cabinet or even more half of, uh, half of this cabinet are for our actually young global leaders of the world economy form. Bring it back to me. So there you go. He's just established Justin Trudeau, obviously a young global leader for the WF, just like, just like Zelensky. And remember now, when it was about vaccine passports and wanting them rescinded, that was against the law to do that protest. That's against the law. But now that it's for their vaunted fight for democracy, which isn't a democracy, now that protest is allowed. And you had Christia Freeland in that protest herself. But here's how she responded to the Freedom Convoy protest. Play it for me. So you're confirming that accounts have been frozen, both personal and corporate, but you're not releasing the information. And the actual follow-up is, um, I'm just wondering whether the bank accounts will be targeted of individuals who donated to the Give, Send, Go and the GoFundMe campaigns. Are they considered designated people under the Emergencies Act, meaning that their credit cards could be cut and financial services are targeting them as well? Okay, so the names of both individuals and entities as well as crypto wallets have been shared by the RCMP with financial institutions and accounts have been frozen and more accounts will be frozen. Uh, crowdfunding platforms and payment service providers. So whenever something is in favor of the WEF and, pro and you're protesting in favor of whatever the WEF is doing, you'll have Christia Freeland wearing what, Aaron? A Canadian, uh, Canadian, a, a Canadian what? A Canadian tribal blouse. There she was out there protesting for a democracy that doesn't exist in Ukraine. But when it goes against the WEF narrative, you have her laughing with great glee about freezing your account. If you dare go against the World Economic Forum, which is mandated vaccines so that you are traced, so that you are tracked, so that you are marked, so that you are dominated, so you have a digital ID, she's, if you're out protesting against that, that's illegal. But whenever it's in favor of the world, the World Economic Forum agenda, which is the Ukraine war, then you're allowed to go out and protest in favor of that with, with her native blouse on. And she laughs with great glee about locking up people's accounts. Justin, let's skip that one, Will. Let's go to the YouTube video. Bill, there you go. Here's Justin Trudeau. Play it for me. Building back better means giving support to the most vulnerable while maintaining our momentum on reaching the 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development and the SDGs. Canada is here to listen and to help. This pandemic has provided an opportunity for a reset 
This is our chance to accelerate our pre-pandemic efforts to reimagine economic systems that actually address global challenges like extreme poverty, inequality, and climate change. Now, I want to show you this before we leave tonight. This is a Dr. Eli David video, and I want you to watch it closely. I'll show you the freeze frame after it's done. Remember now, where is where does the globalist mainstream media stand with the World Economic Forum, with the globalist leftists? So, according to the mainstream global media, you have to be pro-Zelensky, pro-no-fly zones, pro-United States or NATO military involvement in Ukraine. You have to, so they're pushing an agenda. Play the video for me. וארבעה קילומטרים מתקרבת לקייב, ובארצות הברית מזהירים כי מדובר בנחיל מכריע שיפרוץ לבירה תוך שלושה ימים. שיחות השלום החלו אתמול בבלרוס, אבל ההסכמות כלשהן עדיין נראות רחוקות. באוקראינה טוענים כי רוסיה... There, I'm pointing out one of the, one of the guys that's working this, one, one of my associate producers here, Will. Major Star Wars guy, big burly marine. I'll show him to you on camera someday. Big burly marine, but he's Mr. Star Wars. Now, did you notice, put up that slide. That was on their coverage. That was part of their, that right there was part of their coverage of the Ukraine war is that right there. And you're going to buy into this? The mainstream media is including as part of their Ukraine-Russia war footage, Star Wars footage. Absolute fact. You, know, you think this is the only place this happened? Hey, we'll go to the next one, that Ann Cappy one. Can you play it for me? Hit it. Nos llegan imágenes eh, terribles e impresionantes. Van a ver como un avión ruso bombardea una población y una defensa. What you are seeing right now, I'm reading this because I don't play video games. The Spaniards put their low, this is the mainstream media reporting to you about the war. What you are seeing on that footage right there where you start seeing that stream go right there, the stream's going through the sky. The Spaniards put their level below build and show sequences from the video game Arma 3. As you, right there, right there is Arma 3. That's a video game. That is what the mainstream media is doing. That's what they did with COVID stats. That's what they did with COVID hospitalization stats. That's what they did with COVID vaccine stats. That's what they did with COVID, with COVID in general, proffering it, propagandizing it as a existential threat to your life. The, the return of the bubonic plague. There it is. That's video games, folks. Video games said to be the war in Ukraine. Right there. They are reporting that and saying this is live footage from Ukraine. The exact same people that are putting video game footage on, are using video game footage as their news, saying that it's coming from Ukraine, using the Star Wars footage. If, if you guys can put that picture back up of Star Wars, that'd be great. There you go. There's Star Wars footage as a news program. This was, they were saying this is live from Ukraine. In Israel, mainstream news company said live from Ukraine. The exact same people that claim that vaccines will save your life are doing this. That's why you do not believe a word they ever say and you stand and you resist no matter how uncomfortable it is. There it is, Star Wars. You know, to have Darth Vader music. But look at that. They're saying this is Ukraine. This is absolute fact absolute fact they did this and then you believe them about vaccines and covid you believe them about ukraine no ever in jesus mighty name love you all back here 10 30 
Saturday night, including on the Christian Television Network. Do not miss, there's no other program like this that mixes in the Bible with absolute facts and is daring and will jump into any political fray that there is. Love you all. God bless you. See you Saturday night at 1030. Lots of other churches are closing. They're done. And I'm talking about even churches that were small mitigators. You know what? You come in, we're, we're keeping our church open, but make sure everybody sits six feet apart. Make sure that you've got alcohol gel on. You can mask if you want. You can do what you just feel comfortable. Bring your own lawn chair. Sit in your COVID clumps, but we're actually open. It's absolute insanity. We are never going to be involved in any of that garbage ever. The thing is, we're never going to close. We never will. That's the way that it is. I don't care who the governor is of Florida. I don't care who the president is, is of the United States. The Constitution says we have freedom of religion, freedom to assemble, and we will stand. We will stand. Period. Always. We will stand. We will not. And this is what happens when you do stand and you implement the Word of God. sowing seed into the southern outpost of freedom. There is no other church like this one. Thank you, Lord, and thank you, Lord, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Praise you, Lord, for this building in Jesus' mighty name. Check out our new TLP trucker hat. When you give $25 or more to the podcast, we will ship one out to you. Thank you for investing in the program, and we look forward to you tuning in next time.